0: now. Hello, I am Tracy Otsuka. Welcome to episode 93 of ADHD for Smart Ass Women. Brought to you by Your ADHD Brain is A-OK, my six-step system that shows you how to fall in love with your ADHD brain. If you'd like more information, join our waitlist at tracyotsuka.com forward slash waitlist. We just started our second session of A-OK, and I think I'm probably going to run another one at the beginning of the year. So if you're interested, get on our waitlist. Now, We haven't done this in a while, so I want to start out with a podcast review, and this one is from The Feath. It's titled, Helps Me Cope. Thank you so much, and here we go. I am a huge fan of Tracy Atsuka's podcast. I feel so fortunate to have found it and find that I almost always can relate to both Tracy and who she's interviewing. I love that Tracy always finds a way to stay positive about ADHD and is so open about it as well. I wasn't diagnosed with ADHD until I was 26. Now she says in parentheses, I know, I know, that's not considered old. Close parentheses. Yeah, the thief, you know well enough that that is the first thing I'm going to jump all over you about, right? You are a baby. You have so much of life left to live. And isn't it wonderful that you were diagnosed at the young age of 26? Okay, so she goes on to say, and I truly had no idea how I didn't know for all those years, but listening to this podcast has helped me better understand myself as well as find workarounds for certain behaviors or lack thereof. Also, I really want to say after listening to the last podcast about the Reddit reviews, Tracy, do not let other people, she has not in caps, let other people make you feel any negativity because what you do is extremely impactful for ADHD women. Rant done. Thank you, Tracy and everyone listen to this podcast. You will not regret it. Thank you so much for your kind words. I am so happy that the podcast has helped you to better understand your brilliant ADHD brain because once we understand our brains, then we can actually build workarounds which you've already discovered, right? And I have to tell you on the Reddit haters, I was talking to a business coach who had listened to the rumination episode about my Reddit haters and she started to laugh and she said, Tracy, you have Reddit haters. You know, that means that people are listening. You have a platform and your celebrity is creeping up on you. That is a good thing. What a mindset shift that was for me. I'm like, wait, that's a good thing? Regardless if it's good or bad, I have shifted it to the positive in my own brain. Reddit haters mean people are listening, so I'm definitely not ruminating about it anymore. So thank you again so much, The thief. Okay, so let's start. What are we going to talk about today? You're probably so tired of hearing this, but I figure if I talk about it regularly, at some point, you're going to start hearing my voice in your brain and you'll suddenly realize that I'm right. And pretty soon you won't know which is my voice and which is your voice, right? Okay. So we are in control of what we think, right? Our thoughts determine our feelings, which in turn impacts how we act and the results that we ultimately get. Therefore, We want to think thoughts that spike positive emotion. We are gold star people. It's like those Reddit reviews, right? I let them get me down. There's all kinds of negative emotion. There's negative gold stars. But then when I flip the way I think about it, I can actually turn it into gold star positive emotion. So our ADHD brains thrive with positive emotion and we wilt with negative emotion. Think about it. If you're being yelled at, if you're being harassed, if you're being shamed, or if you're yelling at, harassing, or shaming, let's say, your ADHD kid, it doesn't work very well in moving anything forward, right? All it does is create resentment. And if you don't believe me, I want you to try positive emotion the next time. If you want to get your child to do something, start with building them up by recognizing their strengths telling them what you love about them, expressing gratitude for them, and then ask them for what you'd like. You'll be so much more successful. I promise you. So positive emotion generates positive energy. And in turn, it motivates us to do what it is that we really want to do. This motivation helps our focus, which in turn translates into more action. We actually do the stuff, right? We check off of our to-do list. And what happens when we get things done? We get the results we want. We accomplish what we want to accomplish. And that then continues the cycle. Your new thoughts are now, wow, I did it, good for me. I'm so proud of myself. And this in turn generates feelings of being proud of yourself, feeling accomplished, feeling like you can do it, like you can do more, right? Feeling appreciated, feeling satisfied, feeling gratified, lest I say feeling grateful, and this creates more action and more results, and of course, even more dopamine. But it's all about the action. Thinking about it won't do it. Thinking about it will just give you all kinds of excuses why you can't do it or why you shouldn't do it. This right here is exactly why being aware of whether you're living your life future-focused instead of past-focused can help you. So, what am I talking about? Right before COVID, I bumped into some old friends that we literally had not seen in, I think it was probably 15 years. I went to college with her, but with work and then kids and all their extracurricular activities, it just became harder and harder to stay in touch. We live about an hour from each other. So, When I bumped into her, we made plans right then and there to get together with my friend, her, and her husband. And it was actually me, to be honest, who said, if we don't get it on the calendar right now while we're standing here, it's never going to happen. I promise. So we ended up picking a date and we did it. We drove out to my old friend's home. And I could have never remembered how to get there. But once we turned onto the street, before the actual street that their house was on, I remembered exactly where their home was and how to get there. I was aided by the fact that literally nothing had changed on that entire street, and her home was the exact same color. We parked our car, we walked past the dead lawn, and through the unlandscaped rest of the front yard that my friend had been complaining about and had been planning to redo literally since they bought the home. So probably anywhere between 15 and 20 years, right? We knocked on the front door, my friend opened it, and it was like 15 years had never passed. I felt like I was in a time warp. Everything was exactly the same. The furniture was exactly the same. The position of the furniture was exactly the same. It was the same carpet, I think, I mean, at least it was the same color, right? The photos on the piano that were in the frames were exactly the same. The outdoor patio furniture was exactly the same. The dishes were the same. The silverware was the same. The glassware was the same. And that's when I looked at my friend and it dawned on me that she was no different than her home. She had the same haircut, the same makeup, and I could have sworn she was wearing the same clothes from the last time I saw her absolutely nothing had changed. Okay. So I don't want to sound like a complete and total twit. I get that for some of us, we couldn't give a flying fig about our surroundings. You know, we all have different brains. We all have different interests and we all know brilliant women, ADHD women, whose homes and cars look like bombs have detonated inside of them because they're too busy and excited about living their lives to care about something as mundane to them as what they or their home looks like. This is not that situation. Those women are living life to their fullest. I just want to make that really clear. And, of course, I digressed. Worse even than my friend being stuck in a time warp with her surroundings was the fact that she was talking about the exact same things she had been talking about a decade or more before. How much she disliked her job, that she wanted to go back to school, that she wanted to remodel her home, that she wanted to visit Thailand. And what bothered me even more is the fact that in college, my friend was the boldest, most colorful, take life by I don't know, the throat, young woman that I knew. She had so many dreams. She was so excited about her future. And as I was standing in her foyer, foyer is German, right? I think it is the pronunciation. I think we say here in the US, foyer. <laughs> but anyway, I was standing in her foyer, and all I could think of was how could you be so stuck in your past? Well, It's because my friend was past focused instead of future focused. So what's the difference? Well, people who are past focused, they use the fact that they don't know how to do something as reason not to do it. And people who are future focused, they don't let the fact that they don't know how to do something stop them from doing it. So do you remember when you were young, if you didn't know how to do something, you just figured it out? If you wanted to learn how to skateboard or how to snowboard or how to play the guitar, you just did it, right? You signed up for lessons or you taught yourself. You just figured it out. It never dawned on you to even think about the fact that you didn't know how to do something because hell, you didn't know how to do anything. You just jumped right in and tried. So when do we stop trying? When do we start using our past as an indicator of what's possible in our life now. It seems to happen somewhere, I don't know, in our mid to late 20s. We get out of school, we start to settle down, we have a couple of kids, maybe we buy a house, and all of a sudden we become past-focused rather than future-focused. And, you know, I'm not sure where I originally heard about this, because this is not my original idea, And it may have been Abraham Hicks, but I'm I'm not quite sure. But I just want to be really open about the fact that, you know, I didn't come up with this idea myself. But as I applied it to the ADHD brain, it made even more sense to me. Okay, so all of a sudden, we don't do anything that we don't already know how to do. And we won't try anything new because we use the fact that we don't know how to do something as the reason why we shouldn't do it. So no wonder everything stays exactly the same. It makes sense, right? Because, and this is really important, everything that is possible, which honestly is everything, and we often don't even realize just how possible most of our dreams really are, is built from our future and not from our past. Think about it. Again, if you only build from your past, guess what you get? what you already have. And that's fine only if you don't want something more. And when have you ever met an ADHD woman who isn't interested in new things and more? So we of everyone, you know, we're lifelong learners. We are the ones out of everyone that should be constantly living in our future. And I think we more than anyone get anxious and maybe a little depressed when we are not learning, when we are not trying new things. So the only way to build something new is by getting uncomfortable and acting, right? Not thinking about all the things we're going to do, but actually doing them and learning in an area you know little or nothing about. You don't know what you're doing while you're doing it. None of us do when it's something new, but you're learning. And before you know it, you do know what you're doing. And that means that you're always in your future. Now, of the three ADHD types, hyperactive, and by the way, if there's anyone out there who has been diagnosed as purely hyperactive, you need to DM me because I'd love to meet you. I have never met a woman who tells me that she is purely hyperactive and I'm sure you are the funnest friend ever, right? Okay, so I digress. So we have three types of ADHD, right? We have hyperactive, we have inattentive, and we have combined type where you have symptoms of both hyperactivity and inattention. And we know that most women are actually inattentive. So which one of these three types of ADHD do you think is more likely to be past-focused rather than future-focused? the one type that's in their head more, right? And yes, I am talking about you inattentives. You know, if we are hyperactive and inattentive, so combined type, we are more likely to be impulsive, right? And this means that we're more likely to jump at new opportunities and then think later. And of course, that's not always good either. But if we do this enough times, we automatically stop falling on our face and we get better at it. And as we've already talked about, Action is what will build our confidence. So I want to point this out because if you've been feeling a lot of negative emotion, I want you to consider this right here and especially for you inattentives who, you know, are just in your head more. So this is what I want you to consider, that working in your future is what brings you positive emotion and energy every time, because you're not using your past as a reason why you can't move that big thing forward or learn something new or find new joy, right? You find positive emotion by having the courage to try new things. You find positive emotion by having the courage to master new things, you find positive emotion by stepping into fear and actually acting on what it is that you want to act on. You find positive emotion by making yourself proud. And guess what? All of that is in your future. It is never in your past. So that is what I have for you for this week. If you like this episode, please let us know by leaving a review. Our goal is to change the conversation around ADHD, helping as many women as we possibly can learn how their ADHD brains work so that they too may discover their amazing strengths. And your reviews, they really help in that regard. One more thing, if you have a comment, a guest you'd like me to interview, or a topic idea for this podcast, you can go to my website at tracyoutsuka.com and leave me an audio message or reach out to me at, Tracy at tracyotsuka.com. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you here next week. And if you'd like to fall in love with your own ADHD brain, remember you can join me at my waitlist at tracyoutsuka.com forward slash waitlist. You've been listening to the ADHD for Smart Ass Women Podcast. I'm your host Tracy Outsuka, and we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Not coincidentally, ADHD for Smart Ass Women, it's also the name of our free Facebook group. We're a totally smart ass community of successful, ambitious women who share our ADHD wins, questions, and workarounds.